Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, welcome to what is known as the uh, well, if the dead zone, or as you call it, the sad zone. What did you call it? The the troubling times, the dark the, ages, the dark times. Okay, <laughs> the dark time. If the dark times of the NFL was from mid February until the end of April, it most certainly is dark time volume two or just dark times extended um, from, let's say, eh, probably Monday until, what would you say, late July, basically? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we, we got a, a breath of fresh air with the draft and uh, some, you know, some deals and some trades and stuff, but uh, things have settled out now. Uh, and the thing I am clinging to right now is, uh, just today, the, the regular season schedule has been released. The regular season schedule has been released, which is signaling more NFL news, more hot takes, and more talking about Aaron Rodgers and the amount of primetime games that the New York Jets got. But before we get there, I just want to say one thing, Trevor, I got to ask you this, you know, honestly, and answer me honestly, this will be the end of the podcast forever as we know it. It'll end it forever, as we know it. Um, how do you feel about the the draft being graded? You know that I I I put a lot more stock in that when I was young, and I thought that 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 these uh, these expert analysts actually did have a, a, a somewhat of a crystal ball. Um, these days I see it as just, it's, it's just, uh, it's one more thing that, that helps us discuss, uh, what went down at the draft. Uh, but I mean, I, I, if you want an accurate draft grade, we should be, we should be grading, you know, the, the 2019 draft, you know what I mean? Um, cause now we know who did well in, in, in drafts, uh, in the years past, but it, it takes a while to figure out, you know, did this person develop? Did this person make a difference? You know, uh, so yeah, it, it's uh, it's just a, it's fun, but it's it's I don't take draft grades seriously. Yeah, I, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I was so you know the the the, the nerds at Pro Football Focus. Look, 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 if you're listening to this show and you don't know Pro Football Focus, you're probably listening to the wrong football podcast. And honestly, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one. It's a niche market. The NFL is a niche fo- uh, sports league in this world, and very few people watch it or follow it. So let's be <laughs> let's just put that out there first. But with that being said, um, brought it up to you before we got on the podcast. Was on YouTube the other day, right, doing my thing. Had some background noise on, listening to some football talk, uh, pro football focus, just because that's the only thing on at five five a.m. in the morning, right? Um, in regards to football, that's live. I could watch NFL Network, but if you're gonna make me you're gonna make me listen to Kyle Brandt, then y- you might as well throw me out <laughs> in traffic on on Interstate 10 here in Tucson, um, because that's basically what it is to me for my ears. But nonetheless, um, listen to the Pro Football Focus, and they're giving out draft grades one by one, and they admittedly said, and I'm sure this goes for every person that's giving out draft grade. This is not just specific to Pro Football Focus that the teams with more picks admittedly got better draft grades. So how does that work? I mean, I, I, I do, I mean, the way the draft is just uh, kind of 
uh, rolling the dice one at a time on these players. Uh, I, I do think that the team with the most picks is going to have the best draft. How could it not? Uh, statistically. How could it not? <laughs> but then, at, but at that point, do I really need somebody else to grade the drafts for me? You know? Uh, no. It's, so, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it, it's, it, you, you hit the nail on the head in the beginning. It's draft grades are in hindsight, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're in hindsight. You, you won't know until you've, you've waited years to see how these players develop. If they do, um, there's no guarantee anybody's going to be good. We've talked about it several times. We had a heated, not heated. It was, I would say, more or less just like a very um, uh, informed discussion. Let's call it that. Uh, last year about this, when I brought up the idea of just like, why would you even want to, you know, why would you want to assign grades to a draft? And at the end of the day, what kind of stock can we really have for the draft? It's a, it's a fun event. Don't get me wrong. Look, if it wasn't on cable, I would be sad. I'm just being honest, right? But at the end of the day, it's Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper get paid for what? <laughs> what do they get paid for? They, they don't really predict much. Most of their predictions are wrong. And Mel Kuyper came out and said, I've met, and I remember this very distinctly, in 2012 he tweeted this when Rob Gronkowski got drafted. Gronkowski goes in the second round, 37th overall, something like that. I could be wrong. I don't know the number off the top of my head. But, wow, head uh, scratch, what was it? Head scratching pick. I don't get this one at all. Yeah. Worked out okay, <laughs> I think, for New England. Um, even if you go back, what, in the early 90s, he got in a fight with that Indianapolis Colts GM, right? Um, you know, it's it, – they get paid they, – they're like the weathermen of, of football. That's what they are. Um, there's no way to predict anything they're saying is, is true until we get there. And at the end of the day – um, if your so, so-called expert is going to come out and say, well, you know, we only give the best grades to the people who made the most picks. Great. <laughs> Great. That's all I need to hear, right? Um, I, yeah. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> okay. What do I care about what these guys say? You know, I think it hurts the ethos of football, pro football focus. In fact, they would come out and say that. But um, it goes much more than that because it just it, – it's, it's a um, – it's an it's an indictment on just the the draft uh, news coverage and culture, you know. And here we are talking about it on a podcast. Right. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, so there's no irony there. But um, yeah. So tell me, uh, you know, we we only went by. You know, let's. I think we both sweared on just not being able to grade the picks because you can't. Um, and also, neither of us really follow college football close enough where we can make definitive, uh, I don't know, just like analysis on some of these picks. But let me ask you this, right? Uh, at least on a few. Will Levis falls to, what was it, 33rd overall or something like that? 34th overall to Tennessee on day two. Um, in a decent situation, what did you think of the Will Levis fit with him going to Tennessee? You know, I think... Uh... I think ultimately, you know, I, I mean, I do feel bad. I, you know, I obviously expected to go sooner, and a lot of people thought he would. Um, but uh, but it's not as bad spot to land. Um, you know, Tennessee has uh, has a lot of needs in a lot of places, but uh, I think they should be able to give him better protection than some high drafted quarterbacks get. Uh, but also, you know, uh, it's a it's a somewhat soft division. It's not as soft as it has been 
recently because the the Jaguars are starting to really come on. Um, but uh, but I think there are worse places for him. And ultimately, when you're when we're talking about these new rookie quarterbacks, um, you know, there are situations that are better than others. But it really does come down to that individual. Um, are they going to take to the NFL coaching well? Uh, are they going to be able to make that that jump to the next level? Um, and so I guess what I'm saying is no matter what team they land on, you're still doing it with uh, NFL veterans. Um, so, you know, it, it, to me, it's not so much like, oh, well, this guy had weapons and this guy didn't. Uh, that's not going to make or break, in my opinion, a brand new uh, quarterback. So I'm I'm excited to see what he can do with a team with like the Titans because um, I do like the coaching staff there. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the sky's the limit for that guy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what do you think about him being bananas hole? That's the real thing, real question that people want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of a banana joke <clears throat> that was uh, podcast appropriate, and I uh, I just don't have any. Um, but, uh, no, uh, I, I heard, uh, I heard this talked about on Denver sports radio and, and apparently the skin of the banana has, uh, more nutrients. I don't know if I buy that at all. I think may- maybe it has more fiber, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm not going to judge somebody for how they eat their bananas. It, ultimately, <laughs> uh, you know, if, if it makes him feel more confident, under center, I'd say go for it. <laughs> uh, I, you, so what, you, you, what I'm hearing is, is that you don't believe that's the reason his draft stock fell. Oh, well, I don't think situation. that's why. The banana situation? No, I don't think oh, yeah. the, the people evaluating him care at all how he eats his banana. Well, that's, that's a shame. Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> I gave that, that pick a B plus. You know, um, but no, it's, uh, it's strange. <laughs> I mean, I just brought it up because it, for some weird reason, was, um, you know, a topic of conversation among draft people. And if that, you know, pe- people look, look, if that's that's the conversation among draft people, then what are we doing? You know, I mean, we've got guys like Aaron Rodgers in the league. You could say that the the weirder they're, you know, what does he take uh, rancid butter up the tailpipe? Uh, so you know. Some some odd dietary choices here and there could uh, could bode well for quarterbacks. I tell you, you know, I mean, it's it's your, I, what I'm hearing is is that there's a a trend among quarterbacks in the NFL <laughs> that they eat and or uh, absorb in some way through an orifice strange items. Is that what I'm hearing? Okay, well, Lemmy Winks, look out, you could be next. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's the NFL draft in a nutshell. I wanted to talk about Levis. There's a bunch of other picks on here. We could go through them. Maybe just like sporadically when maybe we run out of some news or some things that pop up. Here's something that popped up, though, something we didn't get a chance to cover. DeAndre Swift. Uh, I don't have the trade stuff in front of me. My mouse died, so I'm going to wait for it to charge <laughs> for me to find the trade. Um, yeah, yeah, details about this one. But uh, DeAndre Swift went from Detroit to Philadelphia. The rich get richer. Yeah, and uh, and yet one more uh, former Georgia Bulldog, I believe. Um, so uh, so yeah, it's starting to look like uh, the the twenty twenty one Georgia Bulldogs, twenty twenty two or sorry, twenty twenty Georgia Bulldogs over in Philadelphia. Um, and uh, yeah, they're uh, 
they're stacking they're stacking the talent you know uh and and i've i've said it a few times on this podcast uh this year uh the way the nfl is today i i really think you just need a uh you know a stable of running backs that you trust you know is this guy going to be able to run our offense and get the call right and hold on to the football uh and and have you know you know, three or four of those guys that you really like is a much better approach to having a good run game all season than to having a a Saquon Barkley stud or a, or even a Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, they. You know, I mean, we have a great backup for Dalvin Cook, but the point is, uh, you know, these uh, these really big name, expensive running backs, they uh, they make it harder to keep your you know, your roster balanced and if they get injured or if they fall off, uh, that's a huge part of your game plan down the toilet. Uh, but if you're used to using these guys in a rotation, the way you see teams like Philadelphia and Kansas city, uh, uh, do this, you know, I think, uh, I think that's the way to go. You don't need a, uh, you know, an Ezekiel Elliott, is a good example of how like when it's working, it's working. And when it's not, you know, he's, he's just a, an albatross. So, uh, so I, I think this is a, another good move for Philadelphia. It really fits uh, a, a model the way I see it, that, uh, that is, uh, you know, high reward, low risk when it comes to the run game. Um, <clears throat> an accurate replacement for Miles Sanders. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, okay. And, he, and I don't think he'll be uh, doing it by himself. I'm trying to think of who they have there right now. Um, uh, they got Boston, right? They got Boston uh, Scott. Boston Scott. I, they got the other kid there. That's uh, I was high on Kenneth Gainwell. That's right, Gainwell. Yeah, yeah. He really yeah. came <laughs> on at the end of the season last season. Uh, mm-hmm. So guys like Gainwell in Philadelphia, uh, guys like Jarek McKinnon uh, in Kansas City. Um, these are guys that are gonna, you know, they're they're part of a formula that allows these teams to be uh, in that Super Bowl window. Um, but uh, you know, if you, I mean, so I'm I, I'm not trying to get ahead here. You might have uh, been prepared to bring this up, but I've seen some rumblings about the Vikings moving on from Dalvin Cook. Oh, and uh, and I can't say that it upsets me. I kind of I kind of think this is the right move. Just just evaluating our team from last season. Dalvin Cook, don't get me wrong, he's an amazing running back. And uh and it it's really great when you get to see him bust out a, a you know a a fifty yard, sixty yard uh touchdown to really turn the momentum of a game around. Um but he's not doing that every week. And he's no longer what our offense flows through. So it doesn't make sense to give him a fat contract extension when we could maybe get more value out of him and just have guys like Alexander Madison uh, on rotation in a backfield that just needs to be dangerous enough. You know, Justin Jefferson is what we're taking the top off of defenses with. It's not, you know, Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook. These these guys, they're not part of the formula right now. So, uh <clears throat> So yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Dalvin Cook was somewhere else when the season started. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah I'd be interested to see what kind of compensation he'd be worth. Probably like what fourth round pick at this point. 
And who yeah, and so who that's the thing too. Like, yeah. like I don't want to sound like uh, you know, because uh, right away a fourth round pick sounds really low when you think about what Dalvin Cook has been. Uh, but I gotta, you know, I gotta to some extent just kind of heed my own advice, my own wisdom on this podcast. Uh, you know, every next year, every year that you don't win the Super Bowl with this amazing running back. That's one less year that you have to do it. Um, I'm not saying that Dalvin Cook's not going to be good this year. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for him whether he plays for us or not. But uh, but the clock is always ticking on running backs right now, and Dalvin Cook is uh, he's going into his fifth, sixth, sixth season, I think. Something like so, that. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it, he's he's a little long in the tooth for running back. Right. Um, so. So I think right now, because uh, th- that's the thing, these running backs, if he stays with Minneapolis, we're not going to pay him less. Uh, so, to, so to keep him, we have to pay him. Uh, so it makes more sense to try and get some draft capital out of him, uh, maybe trade for a, a defensive back that we like, um, something, something that we need more than a, uh, a stud running back. And that's what he is. He's a stud running back. Uh, but he's been our stud for too long to to pay him again, the way the way the NFL works right now, uh, and that might sound insensitive towards that skill position, but that's just the way it is. Oh, for sure, it, it's crazy to think you said six years, and I thought, what? Okay, well, Dalvin Cook went to Florida State. Did he play with uh, you know with James Winston? I think he did. Yeah, I think I he think was on so. that national championship team with James Winston. That's that's wild. I think both those guys are going to be, yeah, they're going to be, well, be on different teams than what they started with. And uh, James Winston, <laughs> you know, he's borderline out of the league at this point. And right. uh, David Cook could be trending in that direction. That's a, and that's kind of wild to think about, that that's a whole generation of talent, NFL talent, that basically, you know, it might be going on almost 10 years in the league. If the 2015 feels like yesterday, that was eight years ago. No, time flies in the NFL, Doesn't it? especially for... Maybe for the running back more than any other position, um, it just they're not they're not built to last in this league, uh, unless you are somebody that's always on that second or third on the depth chart. You know, um, people like uh, people like Latavius Murray, they can put together a ten-year career as a running back. He just uh, got signed they, again. They re- yeah. exactly exactly was it yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, get another uh, job. Yeah, yeah, and 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 but because he only he only ever is the the bell cow running back, as they say. Uh, he, he's only asked to do that for maybe a, a month and a half out of a season, uh, from season to season. He's never the plan uh, to be the guy who totes the rock all season long. Uh, and that's why. And I love Latavius Murray. I think he's great. He he was great when he was with the Vikings for. Two seasons, I think. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I liked him back when he was playing for the Raiders, um, and uh, and yeah, he's he's been with a lot of different teams, uh, briefly with the Broncos, and now on to uh, on to Buffalo, and uh, and that seems to be. I mean, if you were trying to have longevity as a running back, that that's the model: is to not be the number one guy to be on these teams that are going to rotate you out and, and only use you, you know, for, you know, 15 snaps a game. Uh, so, yeah, Absolutely. I think, 
I think when you're a Dalvin Cook or a Saquon Barkley, like, man, how many how many times can you lead the league in rushing or lead the league in all-purpose yards? Um, if you do it more than once, that's incredible, you know. Uh, but if you do do it twice, how many good years? It, it just it all has to, you know, you, you just can't be that guy every year. No one can. Um, and when you are, you know, if you have two, you know, you, we've see the, we see these stud running backs like Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I'm sure I'm leaving some out. Uh, but Saquon Barkley, like, it's so hard on them that they inevitably have, like, oh, they, they were out all season that season recovering from the one before. And, uh, and then, you know, they come back. They might be a stud again. But how many times can you do that? It, it's very limited. So maybe you have four, five, six tops of just being a really elite running back. And then it's it's all downhill. So uh, Dalvin Cook could make me eat these words. He absolutely could. But, uh, but I think it is smart football from the Vikings that they are, uh, you know, shopping around to see what they might be able to get for him because they have bigger needs right now than uh, – than having elite running back at the uh, RB1 position. No question. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a, it's a replaceable role. You can find guys in the fourth round. You can find guys undrafted. They just got to have a decent scouting department, basically put that together. So Absolutely. Um, you, just, you just have yeah. to be able to spot these guys that they can explode through the hole the way you want them to, hold on to the football, uh, you know, pick up the offense. But – uh, even bigger than that is to have a, a passing attack that stretches the field and an O-line that can give these guys holes to run through so that they mm-hmm. don't have to do it like Derrick Henry. Uh, that was the obvious one that I was leaving out. I'm sure there's others. But Derrick Henry, you know, even him, he's not going to be able to do it the way he does it for very much longer. Um, it, it just It's just too much to ask of the human body. Yes, indeed. Um a guy who suffered some injuries in the human body, uh, as they all have human bodies, I hope, um, was Hennon Hooker. He went in the third round, coming back to some, some draft talk, went to the third round for the Detroit Lions. This going to be a lot of Lions talk in the podcast today. You've got another 35, 40 minutes here, so get ready for some Lions talk. That's going to be riveting. <laughs> um, right? Goes in the third round, uh, 68th overall to the Detroit Lions. Um, a guy who tore his ACL last year in November, but played excellent. Considering he, you know, beat Alabama, um, and I know that's his marquee win. But look, he was really good, and he tore his ACL in a non-contact injury in a game he was winning, and um, gets to sit behind Jared Goff. He was the 30th best prospect in the draft, and goes in the third round to the Lions. I would think a pretty pretty good situation, man. What did you think about this pick from Detroit? No, I I like it. Um, I think that's uh, you know honestly. Uh, it's weird how how quickly your division can change because I, I'm I'm much more, uh, you know, I'm anticipating playing the Lions and the Bears twice this year a lot more than I am uh, the Packers all of a sudden, uh, but probably Detroit more than anybody. I think they were the best team in our division at the end of the season last season, and now you know watching the draft, seeing them add what could be elite talent, it. Uh, I don't like it, you know, <laughs> but but no. that, that's the okay. Vikings fan in me that doesn't like it. Um, I think it's a great move by Detroit. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's. I mean, you get a guy with high-end talent, um, as long as he 
you know, can kind of sit back and get healthy, um, could actually play this year, potentially. Um, uh, by all accounts, he was still he was throwing before the combine, and even before the draft, he was throwing and looking pretty decent. So I think he should be ready for he could be ready for um, for camp, and um, I hope so because he's an impressive player, uh, very polarizing, very fun to watch, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy him playing last year. I mean, he just he lit it up two years in a row at Tennessee SEC competition. It should translate well to the NFL, I would think. So um, yeah, uh, just. Kind of like, I don't know what to call it. It's not a luxury pick. It's a stash pick for Detroit. Um, you just hope the guy comes back and is able to bounce back and get healthy. So, Well, and, and I think, uh, you know, because obviously they don't need to put him out there this year. That, that's Nobody was going to draft him that needed a quarterback this year. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, he gets healthy. Uh, he could be on a team. I mean, Detroit – they're kind of under the radar with their skill players. Um, you know, they're not, not a lot of well-known names, but man, they're, they're playmakers and they're young and they play a real physical style of football, no um, which definitely fits with what we saw from this kid in college. Um, so he, he very well could be the future of that team or, or he may turn out to be just, you know, one hell of a, uh, you know, backup, uh, with Detroit or elsewhere. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a competitor, and he, he we knew he'd go. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if he went a little higher than he did, um, but uh, uh, definitely deserved to go uh, somewhere in that second round. So I like it. Yeah, me too. I think it's a good pick. Um, it couldn't go to a better situation. I think we've all seen Dan Campbell. We thought he was a um, a steroid. I don't know, just. <laughs> like big fat me head football coach, and while certainly he he may still he may still be, um, it's arguable that he's actually a pretty good coach too. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think uh, the, so. the hard knock season there really showcased that he's uh, the real deal there. Yeah, no no question. Um, well, man, let's get to we got a lot to talk about for the for the the scheduling release today. Oh boy, do we ever. Um, you know we have to talk about the Patriots just because of the scenario that's going to happen in week one that could totally blow up in their faces. But we got to start with, and this is interesting. I don't know how this happened for Detroit, but boy, man, they got the they got the um, the the opening night game, which was um, surprising because they didn't make the playoffs, and it's not like they have a long-standing rivalry with Kansas City. But here we are, Thursday night football opening up. Um, it's Kansas City and Detroit. September 7th. Love that it's the first week of September. I don't know if you noticed that, but that's amazing. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, defending champs against Detroit. What What do you think made the NFL pick Detroit out of all the teams for week one? You know, I uh, it, it's tough to say. It almost feels like they're ready to uh, really go Ascent. all in on Detroit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it – Detroit – if I believe lost a heartbreaker this last year on Thanksgiving, but it was, it was the best, it was the best uh, showing they'd had on Thanksgiving that I can remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was such a fun game to watch. And I feel like, uh, and you're right, it was against Buffalo. Um, Mm -hmm. Great team, real, real competitive team out of the AFC. Um, And uh, I think it kind of feels like, uh, 
to me, you you know these these Detroit games, win or lose, were so exciting to watch last year that uh, I I think uh, I think the NFL is ready to put it out there, and I think they know that a lot of the uh, I don't want to say this derogatorily, but a lot of the more casual NFL fans out there they love an underdog, mm-hmm. and uh, you could see. I mean, it, it, this could be the year that that you just start seeing, uh, you know, Detroit Lions merchandise everywhere. It could blow up um, because they they really are poised. I and I hate to say it because because I am such a Vikings fan. Uh, they're 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 poised to be a really great. Team. I mean, I I don't want to say it, but like if if you ask me, like. They're one of those teams that I would I wouldn't mind putting some money down that they are going to make the playoffs this year because I think that they're going to make the playoffs this year and uh, I, I probably I think the odds are probably uh, you know better than they should be um, so like yeah I, I I just I think the NFL can see it I think uh, yeah I think the sky's the limit this season. And very little potential for it to be disappointing for the fans or for the for the you know the NFL uh, fandom because they just they're just so much fun to watch right now and uh, I think that on a week one matchup they're probably going to be really competitive against Kansas City um, yeah I, I bet that game's going to be closer than than Kansas City wants it to be. Yeah, I, I agree, especially week one, because it does take a little bit to kind of, like, get into your own with new players oh, yeah. and just, like, you know, because it's like they only do three weeks of preseason and none of those guys play, <laughs> you know? Right. None of the stars actually play in preseason. So, um, yeah, just, I'm interested in this Detroit bandwagon thing, man. I think they came out, they, they they were hot at the end of the year, what, they won, like, six out of the last seven, something like that. They ended up uh, yeah, nine and they, eight. They, they beat real Aaron Rodgers and, you know, in prime time. And all Aaron Rodgers had to do was win to get in the playoffs, and he didn't. So it's – you're right. The underdog story is real. Um, I think the NFL has been waiting for Detroit to kind of be on the come up for a long time, to be right. honest. Well, and and I'm not sure that this would factor into the NFL's decision, but it, it certainly – you know, I, I, I'm I pretty sure I, – I, I know I said it. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I think I did. Um if there was one team that didn't make the playoffs last season that should have made the playoffs, it was Detroit. No question. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's no reason. Had they made it in on a wild card spot, it might have been Detroit playing Philadelphia in the NFC Championship. It, it would not be hard to see it at all. They were on such a run at the end of the season. Um, so I, I like that we get to see them week one against defending champions. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's gonna have a hard time getting excited for this game. Yeah, no question. Uh, likewise, I don't think I don't see how you could have a hard time getting up for this game. Um, it's week one. It's the opening day of the NFL. <laughs> you know, if you can't <laughs> right. get up for a game like this, like I would be worried if you're a football fan, man. It's like Thursday night. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, you get the unveiling of the, the Lombardi Trophy in Kansas City and. Uh, boy, it just feels like real NFL season now, right? We're three years removed from COVID. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it, it's just interesting. I thought Detroit was an interesting pick. I had to do a double take because I thought it was going to be, you know, like 
Oakland uh, or Buffalo, right? Kansas City, Buffalo, or um, geez, Kansas City has a tough schedule this year. So you could put Denver in there, yeah, L.A., the the Chargers, or the Vegas Raiders. You could put um, you know probably what, you know Houston or. Uh, probably not Houston. I play Houston this year. Sorry. <laughs> the, the, but the Bengals, you know, you can see the Bengals. You could see Minnesota. Or, uh, Detroit just it popped me, and, and and you couldn't help but think that you know the NFL is pulling for them. You know, they, they're giving them a, they're giving them a platform to succeed. And you're right. If anybody can, honestly, if anybody could be Kansas City on opening night, it could be, you could say a lot of teams. But I, I could see Detroit doing it in sort of like grand fashion, right? It could be interesting. Or or they could be up on, on Pat Mahomes and he'd come back and lead a charge. See, there's just like, there's a lot of storylines. I see how the NFL was playing this one. I could, I could see how this is going to happen. Because there could be like a late comeback. Oh, my God, Detroit's going to pull it off, right? They don't. Uh, Detroit's up by a lot, man. They've been playing really well tonight. Mahomes goes on a tear, you know? You're right. going to get some cool storylines here. Here's the coolest storyline and possibly the worst. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really sure. There's no point in going into all the details about it, but... Trevor, week one is Philadelphia at New England. Uh, if you're a New England fan like me, well, you know, you, you saw this on the schedule and you said, oh, my God, <laughs> this could be the worst case scenario for us. It got worse somehow. It somehow got worse. Um, well, we found out that they're going to honor Tom Brady on this day. So not only going up against the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, who got a lot better during the offseason somehow, or younger at least and bigger, stronger. Maybe I, I don't know if they got better, but they didn't take any steps back. Um, they paid their guy. Jalen Hurts is going to be better. Well, you're going to have Tom Brady in the house, which means you're going to have excessive camera cuts back to him when things are going wrong. <laughs> you're going to have the the crowd who's going to be in an uproar, probably hammered the whole time. Um, by the way, tickets are $600 a piece to this game, so you know it's a big ticket. Um, and they're going to be just going crazy for Brady. They're just going to be chanting Brady, the, his name, the whole time, and you know if things go wrong. They're going to start booing. They're going to say Brady's name the whole time. Um, this could this could be disastrous. And maybe it's just me playing worst-case scenario, being a Patriots fan and going through the trauma I have in the last three years. But, uh, you, you know, I mean, this could be disastrous. This could be it, you know? Well, I, I, considering how how fragile this, this fan base has been in the last three years, and I know I'm part of it, believe me. Um, what do you think about this game? Do you do you think they should have picked another game? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, <laughs> for, I, I, for Brady I under, Day. I understand wanting to do it week one. You know, start the season with it, but uh, but it is a really unfortunate you know opponent because the Eagles are man, they're no joke. Uh, yeah, the the Eagles are just they're one of those teams. It's tough to start the season against a team that's that's so good, so balanced like they are. Um, and like you said, I mean, getting, uh, uh, Jalen, was it Jalen Carter? Is that his name? Yeah. Jalen uh, Carter. Yeah. Getting him in the first round. It's just like, Oh, good God. We got to play these guys now. Um, I, what I don't understand is having Tom Brady play. Um, uh, like I, I get honoring him. A lot of players, you know, sign one day contracts to officially retire with, with the team that they wish they had, you know, been able to stay with or, or, you know, for whatever reason, you know. Uh, but uh, having him suit up and play one game. Oh, he's not going to uh, play. Oh, he's not going to play? I thought no, you were dude. saying he's going to play. I was like, that's insane. No, no, they're just going to honor him. So they're just going to, oh, like, okay. 
yeah, they're just going to bring him out and honor him. And he's going to be in the box with Kraft and, you know, so. Yeah. Well, that's about so it. that's not so bad. That's not so bad. Oh, no. What do you mean it's not so bad? He's in the damn stadium. Yeah, so do what? You, what do you mean? If, if, if things go bad, man, I mean, you, this crowd's going to eat him a lot. Eat, they're going to eat Belichick alive. No, and, well, I mean, yeah, the, the the home crowd is the home crowd. Uh, but with Brady there, it's gonna be ruckus. Yeah, with, with Brady there, you really think that they're gonna care more uh, because Brady's there? Absolutely. The game is going six hundred dollars a piece right now. Yeah, six, yeah. Well, okay. Well, then those people probably don't care whether they win or lose. They just want to see Brady. Okay, but if you're telling me if the team sucks and Brady's up in the press box and I'm gonna cheer Brady the whole time. Well, of course, they'll cheer Brady the whole time regardless. Are you kidding me? You're not. You're telling me it's not going to be worse? And the camera's not going to cut to him? With, you know, the, the CBS broadcasts? You know, they're not going to well, be... Well, yeah, but yeah. That, that's a good thing. You know, if, if the Patriots <laughs> are losing. <laughs> it's going to be, a, it's gonna be a, 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 just a, a, you know, a you-know-what show. It's going to be a crap show. It's going to be just, just going to be ugly. We're going to get oh, killed by the Philadelphia Eagles. It's going to be beautiful, chiseled, dimpled. It's going to be great. It's going to be ugly. What are you talking no, about? he's just a beautiful man. But yeah, he's a beautiful man. It's going to be, it's going to be an ugly show. They're just going to keep showing Brady up in the press box laughing. You know? Yeah. While the Patriots yeah, getting run on. 250 yeah. yards on the ground or something crazy. They keep lining up with that stupid formation. Jalen Hurts gets like 15 first downs with that formation. And Belichick can't stop any quarterback that runs. That's what's going to be. There's going to be him laughing. And then the the crowd throwing beers at at the players, you know, booing throwing, them, chanting, throwing beers at the players, chanting Brady and Brady, Brady, Brady. You Put know, Brady gonna, on the field. It's gonna get ugly, <laughs> yeah. Boy, quit Brady on the field, kid. He needs to play. He's better than Mac. It's this. This yeah. could be a the turning point of a fan base. Get no, week I'm, one. I'm this coming around. It. I'm coming around. Maybe Brady should suit up and play. No, he should. I'm not not denying that. I just think this is going to be, you know, this is this is going to get ugly. This is going to get really ugly. Um, couldn't get any uglier than Monday Night Football, however, in Week One, which is like that segue, which is New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. How do you feel about this matchup? With uh, well, we already got the lines out right now. We got a, we got a, a one point favorite to Buffalo. How about that? Over under forty seven. Oh man, I feel like it's Week One already. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, home opener. Buffalo, slinging it, slinging it. <laughs> slinging, yeah. Slinging. So, so it's going to be. Uh, so this is a game uh, that I think the NFL should be a little more worried about um, in terms of like delivering uh, a good game. Because uh, I mean, I, I've, I've 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 told a lot of people I'm torn at this point on. Uh, not just what I expect out of Aaron Rodgers, but what I hope to see out of Aaron Rodgers. Because uh, there's still a lot of residual Vikings dislike for Aaron Rodgers, but it's that same uh, dislike of the Packers that, that makes me hope he does really well with the Jets. Um, I'm just a stinker like that. But, uh, but no, this I mean, you're talking Aaron Rodgers in the AFC now. You know what I mean? He was one of the last... Really good quarterbacks in the NFC. We don't have a lot of them in there right now, and uh, and now he's going to be going head to head week one Monday night with Josh Allen. 
You know, he's mm-hmm. a top tier AFC quarterback. Uh, so, so yeah, it, I mean, it could be fireworks or it could be like, oh, it's going to take Aaron Rodgers a few games to get his feet under himself as a jet. Uh, you know, I, I just, I'm not sure what I'm going to see there. Uh, but that's also what makes it so uh, exciting is the anticipation to find out like what, what are these jets, this really young explosive jets team that, that looked better than their record last season. Uh, what are they going to look like now that they have the Aaron Rodgers, the future first ballot, three time MVP, uh, quarterback, you know, because because we we've we've seen this is almost becoming a pattern, uh, you know. Is he the next? Are, are they the next uh, Russell Wilson led Broncos? Um, and then you know if if they absolutely dominate, uh, I know a lot of people here in Denver are going to be, uh, you know, sad sacks about it because that's what that's what the whole Russell situation was supposed to be from the beginning is. Let's bring in Aaron Rodgers, and instead they ended up landing Russell Wilson, which they're very, very excited about to begin with. And now, now we'll see. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of drama uh, going to play out in the first season and, and in the first, sorry, in the few, first week and in the first few weeks of uh, of this season. It's pretty pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh, boy, it's a lot of new faces, old fa- old faces, new places. Especially with Aaron Rodgers, um, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm I'm curious um, about that, uh, about about his fit in there, and how long it will take. And um, what's the guy's name, Buddy? What's his face? Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah. What the, his offensive coordinator now in New York? Oh. that was in Denver. Buddy. Oh, uh, buddy uh, well, his name's not Buddy Hackett. But, buddy Hackett, right? Anyway, Buddy Nathan- Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Right, so Nathaniel <laughs> Buddy Hackett, um, and. <laughs> And I was offensive coordinator in New York, and and so I was listening to an interview with Peyton Manning and uh, Pat McAfee uh, over the week, and it was very interesting. He was saying that, uh, you know, when he was in Denver, he had the same system um, that he ran in Indy, and that'll be the case for Aaron Rodgers in New York. He'll have the same system they ran in Green Bay. So it should it sh- it should be the fit should work like it should be um, seamless at least in the offensive playbook. Now the players are holding a story, and obviously Aaron Rodgers, whether or not he had. Um, you know, a good amount of ghee shoved up the the, uh, <laughs> the, the rear admiral, if you will, um, <laughs> that morning. And uh, hopefully he got his five days of uh, no, no sound, you know, um, and well, seeing how that no plays light. out. I thought it was five days of darkness. I've, I, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know anymore. Okay. It's, I can't keep track of his, sens- his sensory um, explorations. But nonetheless... Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, showdown. I mean, Buffalo, it's it, it's at New York. It, you know, this is going to be the hottest crowd they've they've probably had in 15 years since uh, Fat Rex Ryan was there. So um, <laughs> I don't know why I have to call him Fat. He's a fat guy. He's I hate uh, his, him. So uh, his size a, is uh, self evident. Okay, yeah, you don't uh, have to call him Fat. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what he's known. He's, that's what he's known as in the NFL circles. I'm in. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay, uh, we don't have a ton of time left, so we won't be able to get into the whole schedule or like preview the Monday football games, and we'll just kind of trickle it in as we go along over the next few weeks. But I have to ask you this because it's the first Thursday night game, Trevor. It's Minnesota-Philadelphia. It's on Thursday night, September 14th. 
And uh, it's a short week for, for both teams. Where Philly's coming off of New England. Could be a very physical game for Philly. Um, and Minnesota is coming off of a game. I can't find them here with Tampa. Uh, Tampa and that should Tampa be... Bay. Good now. Lord. Yeah, it should be an easy turnaround for them. Uh, you think Minnesota has the upper hand in this without us really knowing any of the teams, you know, four months out. But, uh, yeah, how did you feel when you saw this, this matchup? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not excited about it. I don't, uh, you know, it, Thursday night games are fun for your team because they are the only game on TV that night. Uh, but, uh you, you, it's tough to be the underdog on a Thursday night because uh, because they are short weeks. Uh, being the underdog, you're just a bigger underdog. Uh, and I, I love my Vikings. I don't think they're to be slept on. But uh, week two on the road against Philadelphia feels, uh, feels like a loss. Uh, I'll be rooting for them. I'll be optimistic. But... Uh, but man, looking at it from here, uh, I'm not excited about that matchup. I, I'd, I'd rather take, I'd rather have a, you know, I'd rather take them after the bye week. Um, you know, we we have, you know, we we go to Las Vegas after our bye week. I'd rather be going to Philadelphia if we do have to play them in the regular season. I'd rather play them after a bye week than on a Thursday night week two. Um, so yeah, the dreaded Eagles. Ugh. Hmm. Yuck. Yeah. That's how I feel. And ironically, our team's going to back to back here. So that's what it right. is. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm curious. We talked about this last year. It was more, it came out as a fact of just me kind of going through the schedule and be like, wait, is there a problem? There, there must be an issue here. There's two Monday night football games, but that's happening again this year, week two, week three. There's two Monday night football games. Um, kind of like that. I liked it. I didn't really like it last year because I'm kind of a traditionalist, and I thought that was going to mess up the flow of Monday Night Football. But watched both of them and was like, "This is kind of cool," you know? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm all for it. Um, I I want to, you know, I, I I like that it's a a special thing. It, it I guess what I'm saying is two Monday Night games every Monday night. Uh, that would be too would much. Feel, that'd feel like yeah. a lot. You know what I yeah. mean? Yep. But you like the the week two, week three, like random. Okay, we're getting two Monday Night Football games this week. Yeah, huh. I kind of, kind of, yeah. You know, ramp up the season. Like, hey, we know you've been starving for it. Here's a lot of football. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great, man. You know, it's funny you say that because um, you know you're starving for football. I was like randomly, kind of, uh, going through the channels this past uh, Sunday or Saturday. I can't remember. And I happened to stumble upon the USFL. I was like. <laughs> what? <We're back. laughs> like, when did this happen? <laughs> Why is there so much football? It's a shame that well, I don't know what the ratings are. I think they're actually been pretty decent for the XFL. Um, well, and that what a weird thing to stumble upon. The XFL championship is this weekend, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. Don't think we have any preview for that. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess we would have stayed at least probably. You know, started the show with that as an opening. Probably wasn't a good one. But, I, I, yeah, it's. I guess it's... You know, that's something I'll watch, though. That's something I'll watch. Um, yeah. I don't think I could have gotten invested in the season. Uh, we, you and I watched the AAF a couple of years ago. Um, and I think that was pretty riveting. And I actually thought the first rendition of the XFL... Um, not the, the new XFL, I should say. 
uh, before COVID hit was like super entertaining. And then COVID hit and there it went. So um, are you going to watch the XFL championship game? I, this is a, you know, this is a sidebar, I'm, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get it going. Uh, there's a few things that I'm gonna try to accomplish this weekend, but I don't know why I wouldn't be able to get this one done. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll tune in. This I was hoping huh. I was hoping Houston would be in it. Uh, I even thought that they would be, but uh, even without Houston, because uh, who is it? It's um, the DC Defenders and the Arlington Renegades. That's it's, right, and it's on that's Saturday. Right. It's a 5 p.m. game on Saturday. Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. Saturday Saturday game? That, that's like a game if you're at a bar or if you're, like, hanging out at a buddy's house. That This could get good ratings, this game. Because I don't yeah. know if there, there's no any... Some wings, some, some beers. Oh, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, brother. You know, there could be... Um, it, looks, it looks like this is Saturday, May 13th. There um, might be some NBA games, but got that on the background. There will be, there will be no NBA games. There will be none. No. So you, you have that on the background. That's whatever you're doing. That's a what, a what a good time. What a cool, cool thing to have on the weekend. So um, DC Renegades, man. I didn't, I, it's, wow. Have you followed it at all? I guess. You, I mean, I was, I was following. I kind of kind of settled on uh you know Houston is my team in that in that league right and uh and I was yeah I was I was getting invested you know right. and they, they didn't make it but uh but yeah I think uh you know without without a lot going on this Saturday I'll definitely check that out all right me too well you guys should check it out it's gonna be on ESPN uh plus or ABC if you don't have that um a couple noble players for DC defenders and no, stop me if you've heard these guys. D. Eric King. Yeah, I don't know if you know D. Eric King, but he's a former NFL player uh, for University of Houston Cougars. Uh, he was uh, like a super stat quarterback. Jordan uh, Tamu was a University of Colorado quarterback, I think. He's a quarterback for uh, the Houston, the D.C. Defenders. And running through the rest of this roster, I'm not sure I could pick anybody else out for you. Sorry. <laughs> DJ DJ Swearinger from our NFL court, um, safety, excuse me, um, and the yeah that's that's about it. So, um, but it's football, and it'll, I heard the crowds are really good for the XFL, or they've been really good because um, they actually play them in the cities. Like I think with the USFL, they just play them in Alabama, right? So, so that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Anywho, going back to the NFL scheduled little, uh, little, you know, sidebar here. Um, won't go too far ahead, but I also saw this in week two, and I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to bring it up. Um, was the? I'm sorry, I'm trying to find it here, and I don't know if I did, but no, oh, I got. I'm, I don't. Sorry, sorry, folks. I thought I had the. Matchup here. Oh no, no, here it is. Sorry, Kansas City at Jacksonville in week two. So I thought that was interesting to bring up. They they played in the playoffs, and did they not? Kansas, no. Uh yeah, I think uh I think they did, I think right? They Last played year? in the divisional round. Right, right. Yeah. At Jacksonville, Kansas City. This is interesting. The only reason I bring it up is because it's really hot in Jacksonville in the beginning of the year. 
you know, oh, and any yeah. team early, on the road. season game in Jacksonville is going to be rough. Yeah, and I was curious what you thought about that matchup if Kansas City's kind of going to a trap game in week two. Well, so that's – I, I feel – I understand where you're coming from, but I also think that at this point these Kansas City Chiefs um, – Trap games, because they're, I mean, they're going into their third or fourth season now where win or lose, they're considered the team to beat. Um, right. Kansas City's at the mountaintop. Um, so I feel like every every road game, every home game, uh, they, you know, Andrew Reid's got them taking it seriously every week or they wouldn't be who they are. Um and uh, and Jacksonville is really hot, and and Jacksonville is a team on the rise. They're, uh, you know, they're they're almost the 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 lions of the AFC at this point. Um, they're both they caps. Have some, they yeah. have well, and they have really good young <laughs> players. Um, you know, this is not a parallel, but they do have this. They seem to have Trevor Lawrence figured out after a pretty lackluster first season. Um, he really came on at the end of last year. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're definitely a team to be taken seriously on the road uh, for the Chiefs. But uh, I'd, I'd be even more worried about the heat in uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, the way, mm. the way that thing is built, the way the visiting team's uh, bench is what, like, sometimes 30 degrees hotter than the, than the home bench. Right. Um, which is just diabolical. <clears throat> um, oh my God. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a good one to watch. Um, is that a primetime matchup or just an interesting week too? No, it's just 10 a.m. Oh, well for 10 us. A.m. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So they'll be in the heat of the day. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's 1 o'clock over there in, in Florida. And I don't, it, most people don't think about that, but just because we play Miami once a year, and we, if we play Miami early on in the season, you're right. That, that, oh, oh, it's, oh. It's, it's just as formidable as playing you know, Lambeau after Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, it's, Foxborough. Uh, it's, a, sure. it's a real advantage. Absolutely. Um, again, nasty, man. And, and so it's a hard environment to play in because it's suffocating. It's so humid, and you're not really used to it. And there probably is some advantage on the sideline. There is in Miami. I'm sure there might be in Jacksonville as well, given, uh, you know, Florida, Florida man tendencies. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> Trevor, I'm, I'm going to, before we get to the rest of the schedule, we'll get to it next time, folks. We'll talk more about it. I want to bring this up real quick because this is the real story we should be talking about. Uh, you know, did you hear about Cam Newton? He was wondering his, if his hair length has contributed to any of his unemployment. So, um, Wow. Just curious about whether he's in denial about things, um, and if he's just a massive tool. Uh, he says he don't think he, he doesn't think he'll ever retire, um, which nobody's really asking him to. But is there any spot on an NFL roster for Cam Newton? It's probably a better question. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it. So I, we, we've had the is there a spot for him conversation before, and and I feel the same way now. And it's like, yeah, he he could be on a team if he could be a journeyman quarterback, but he can't be that guy. So nobody wants to put him in that position. Um, I mean, I just can't imagine a team saying, yeah, that'd be a good addition to our locker room. 
a Cam Newton who's not the starter. Um, it's just it's just a bad idea. Um, but the hair length thing, it's like, has he taken a look around the league that he wants to play in? Because that's that's so obviously not uh, a problem for for players that you know are getting it done. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think I'd be more worried about how he eats his banana than uh, than how long his hair is. So yeah, likewise, that seems to be a real um, thorn in some NFL scout sides. Nothing to make you slide <laughs> down a draft board. So anywho, well, that's all we got here for this week, folks. And uh, we will be back next week. I'm sorry we weren't back this week, uh, last week, I should say, this week, last week, because we were I was moving, did not have time. Uh, had to call it off last second. It's my bad. It's like, you know, it's like your your friend texting you. You guys are supposed to go out, get a drink, have a good time. And te- yeah, I just can't make it out of my house tonight. I got big plans, right? Well, you know, his big plans were to hang out with a dog. My big plans was to, was to move a truck into another truck and then into a home. Not like that, <laughs> but uh, believe me, there was a lot of exchanging of boxes. So, nonetheless, um, until next time, man, you can bring uh, football in general. You got Memorial Day coming up. Right, which means it's a holiday. Another holiday you can share football in general with because you're around the grill. Right? Let's be honest. How much Tom Petty have you listened to recently, Trevor? Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> you, you're supposed to say you're too much. But anyway, you listen to a lot of Tom Petty. You, you got you got yacht rock going on the Bluetooth speaker, right? All the time, especially in May and June, July. You just you're just cranking the yacht rock, and nobody wants to hear it anymore. Because you know why? There's 90 episodes of football in general, man. It's all in the archives. You can start from back when we were kind of trying, still trying to figure this out and not really know what we're doing and talk about the pandemic and reflecting on times that were just actually pretty awful, but somehow making a positive spin on it because guess what? That's what people do when they're really good at their jobs. They put positive <laughs> spins on things and they get things done. All right? Um, and flash all the way forward to the 2023 NFL draft and the ridiculous ways that people put draft grades on, on players that have never even played in the league before. Uh, admittedly, on a criteria of who had the most draft picks. Now, if you ask, <laughs> if, that is how far we've come, folks. We have come so far that we're criticizing everything that moves. So, nonetheless, um, we'll be back next week. Trevor, do you have anything to say before we head out? No, just that uh, it's good to be back on the air, and uh, we'll have more more discussion on different uh, draft picks that stick out to us, and... Uh, and matchups in the schedule that was released today. We'll talk about it. We'll get, we'll get further into that uh, in the coming weeks. We'll take our time and, and get real real deep into it. Yes, indeed. And uh, we can only hope that Cam Newton does get a job between now and then. <laughs> Until next time, we're out.